Hi, my friends. I do this work with all my heart for you. So please contribute generously to Future Primitive. Hi, my friends who listen to Future Primitive. I am here today with a friend and uh, somebody with whom we've been planning to do this interview conversation for a long time. And wow, we have arrived in the same room at the same time. So I'm with Dr. Robin Benson. And she built Santa Fe Soul in 2005 with the mission to offer patients comprehensive, complementary care with 25 practitioners offering 40 modalities with emphasis on bridging the best of Eastern and Western medicine. Dr. Benson is a doctor of Eastern medicine. And uh, our primary reason to be here today is her book. But first, I'd like to say Robin has most recently launched what she considers her most important legacy outside of her two children, (laughs) and it is called The Self-Care Revolution. Mm -hmm. And we will come back to that later. Meanwhile, her latest book was just published, It's called The Healthy Conscious Traveler, Eight Pathways to Smart and Effortless Travel. Elevate your journey. So, of course, I'm going to open by asking you, Robin, why did you choose to write about traveling? I'm not surprised you would write about consciousness, Ah. but (laughs) how about traveling? Okay. Well, I have to say, you know, in addition to my practice for 23 years being a mother, I have to say what I love to do more than anything is travel and see the world. I find that I'm somewhat of a novelty junkie and I I love not just reading about places in books. I want to go to them. And I, since I'm in planes and trains and buses on a regular basis, I find that, wow, it's kind of an, it's a pretty, it's an exciting industry, but it's also a pretty toxic one. And I'd love to share pretty much my healing manifesto, like what's the best of my 23 year experience of treating my patients and put that into a book. And also to to really, it's, and I do treat a lot of pilots and flight attendants and people who travel on a regular basis, how to do it in a healthy, conscious way. So I've come up with a new um, a new expression in the last couple of days. And it's the cost of courage, because it takes courage to travel these days, knowing, A, how toxic the environments are, and also it just takes courage to travel because of other reasons that everybody is aware of. So, first of all, I would like you to talk about the courage to travel and more in, in depth about what it is that 
wants to take you out of here and see other places. Okay. Well, a lot of my my travel, especially to kind of more exotic places, it has a lot to do with what I can actually learn and bring home to my practice. Because this is where I feel like I'm here on this planet to to treat people and to really help people up level their health in every which way. So, for example, when I went to Kenya and and studying with the or studying or just spending time with the the indigenous people, the the tribal people, I learned so much about their love and reverence for the earth and their connection to, you know, um, Mother Earth, Father Sky, and to bring that back. So it takes courage. That's absolutely right to to go to these countries and to leave my young family in many cases. Is to go to Cuba, to go to India, um, a lot of these places, it's just um, India too. That took courage. I mean, we were in northern India. I went on a trip called In the Footsteps of the Buddha. And it was um, it was a pretty challenging trip in many ways. I mean, the most impoverished areas on the earth. And I think the courage to me, it's because... It, it it's what I'm going to learn. I come back with, with new insights. Um, so it outweighs any risks, in my opinion, that I'm going to come back a, a better, stronger, healthier, more conscious person because I've met some of the amazing people on this planet outside of the United States. So you learned about grief at a very early age. Mm-hmm. I read in your biography that that your desire to co-create healing with people uh, was born from the fact that you had experienced losses at a very early age. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you, before we talk about the book, to talk about this blossoming that came out of your grief. Sure. So... Gosh, when I was just five years old, I was one of five kids, and my youngest brother was only six months old when he passed away. He had lots of health complications. And I remember just, just the awareness I had at such a young age of how, as he, just holding this little baby, what it meant to you know be not unhealthy, you know, and also to see the grieving process and feeling my parents, especially my mother, what she was going through. And we would travel many hours to some of the best hospitals to you know try to help this little boy. And it just set set me on a, this path from a very young age because I, I have always had this big energy about me and thinking, gosh, I would wish I could have saved this little boy's life. And it just um, helped me understand then that how the value of health, how lucky I was to have a healthy body and my siblings. And from that point on, when I was, I love telling the story, but when in fifth grade, there was a, we had a, a career day. So we all got to choose a career that we thought we might be interested in. And I spent a whole day with a medical doctor. And he took me to two nursing homes. And he also took me to the ER in my small town in upstate New York. And that was just life changing. It was just like a defining moment. And once again, to clarify that this was where the path I wanted to take in terms of my career. And I made a commitment to myself to take care of my own health because you need to take care of our bodies. We need to take care of ourselves to take care of our families, my patients, and all my travelers out there. You know, I really care to give them in this book, you know, some of the best information possible to travel healthy. So the courage piece becomes um, less of an issue because you've got a healthy body and that's a big part. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why... I call it the cost of courage. Yes, the cost of courage. And so here in this book, you tell us how 
travel can be less costly to our bodies, to our brain, not speaking about the price of the price of the airplane or oh, yeah, yeah. anything like that, but really the fact that um, it can be depleting to travel. Right. So we would begin by how do we recharge our batteries because we live in an electrical body. Right. And there's electrical damage when we travel. Absolutely. Um, so that's how I, you may have noticed um, the very first chapter is, is called, Are You a Frequency Traveler? So it's really important to me to help people understand because we're so caught up in our biology and our chemistry without understanding that we have this electrical system foremost. So we need to do the very simple basic things to keep that electrical system healthy so our biology and our chemistry then works. So when you think about the frequency piece when we travel on airplanes and when we're in cars and trains we're in frequencies that we're not designed for like we are designed to be on the earth and the earth has these very benevolent healthy frequencies that are measured in hertz like 0.5 to about 25 hertz when we're on a cell phone or where we're in, we're in cars we're in these frequencies that cause inflammation in the body they've proven it there's a lot of science that backs this in terms of our cells becoming inflamed our red blood cells not getting the oxygen and the nutrients that it needs and it just creates a lot of stress so there's a lot of road rage out there people feel tired when they travel most people don't get get off a plane when they travel internationally and then they look like they've aged about 10 years yeah. often right and so very simple things because our electrical bodies are being challenged so in the healthy travelers um, my book i'm really helping people understand keep that electrical system as healthy as possible because you're taking away from it but what can you do so hydrating um, is really, really key. And hydration with minerals is really essential because a lot of people drink a ton of water, but they just pee it out and you want to absorb the water into your cells. So to have a um, healthy frequencies, that's really important to the batteries that you spoke about. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are living in today's world with low charge, low voltage. So I speak a lot to that point like we want to um, to have a healthy electrical system we want to feed our body feed our cells feed our organs healthy high voltage foods water minerals and breathing in the best possible air so that's how you can upgrade your electrical system so you have good batteries strong green i always say that the the lights are on so to speak the voltage is is alive and well in your body so how can we, after we've been in an airplane, for instance, where the air is circulating, uh, there's no air from the outside, and then maybe we are we are stuck, um, the, our plane is delayed or cancelled, and so we're in an airport hotel and there's no real air. Give us some ways in which we can revive ourselves. Yeah. okay. Um, I think what's really most important is getting outdoors, like especially when you travel internationally, like to get accustomed to the time that you're at and get the light that you need. Like being in natural light is one of the best things that you certainly can do for, for jet lag. But hydration, I mean, hydrating as soon as you get to your destination, but you want to hydrate before. You don't want to go. A lot of people just travel and they're so exhausted just getting ready for a trip that they're not taking care of their body and their 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 immune system is, is vulnerable. So that's a big piece. But also when you're in a hotel room, there are lots of things to do, like unplugging all the electromagnetic pollution that's nearby. Like it's uncanny. I have what's called a mag handy. It's, it measures electromagnetic pollution. 
And it's amazing how why most people don't sleep in hotels. First of all, there's Wi-Fi everywhere in many cases. But also where your head is is usually next to where the TV appliances and all the things are in the next room next to you. So, right. yeah, and everything that's plugged in, like there's usually clock radio. There's a number of things, light switches. All of that's right around your head when you get into hotels. So that's the first thing I do. I call it electro-sanitize. And I talk about this in my book. I give lots of different steps that you can do. Yes. Um, and bring your own food too. So bring um, your your electrolytes. Bring some uh, healthy foods that you can bring that are packaged. And there's a there's a, going to be another book that's coming out soon called the Healthy Conscious Travelers food guide so from recipes to per- perishables the things that you can get easily that you can you can eat even canned i'm not a big canned food person at all but when i travel that's an exception as long as it's bpa free you know that you're not getting the chemicals from the canned food um what else you can do is you know simply um, again, this, it's the prepared body that some people, when you when you travel, sometimes you're like, oh my God, I don't feel like I've been on a plane. And there's other times when you feel wrecked. Mm-hmm. And that's really about not how you've been just 24 hours before getting on a plane. It's really what has your lifestyle been like a week before. So this is a big um, piece of being a healthy, conscious traveler is the preparedness. Yeah. I, uh, I want to take this chance to ask you, what is your position on this grains and gluten story? Okay. Yeah. Well, and I also, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I put on a summit called the Healthy Travelers Global Summit with 35 experts in the health and wellness world before my book came out, in fact. Mm-hmm. And Tom O'Brien happens to be one of the, the most well-known gluten experts. And the thing is, you have to if you know know if you have you know if you have celiac disease it's only like maybe two percent of the population you absolutely cannot have gluten and for that matter there's new products out that actually tom o'brien has one called glutenza that if you know that you could be susceptible to eating something that has gluten in it do take this product that will help you not absorb the gluten into your system there's also activated charcoal is really helpful because it's called and i write about that in my healthy conscious travelers first aid kit which is coming out as well and i've also been recently connected with a company that's put out a really great product called restore restore for life and I actually got my shipment in. I was really impressed with this triple board certified young MD who was able to kind of hack this, the way that you can actually prevent gluten from absorbing into your system and crossing the blood brain barrier and GMOs for that matter. So I think that's something that people are going to want wow. to make the choice to check your luggage. You know, check your, whether it costs you $25 or $35, but that's where you want to put some of your food. You want to put some of these products that you can protect your digestive system. That is really essential. And gluten is pretty much everywhere. I I don't doubt that it's a problem. I test it for many of my patients, and I find that m- most people have some sensitivity to gluten. Most of them do. Yeah. And what is it doing? It's just wrecking havoc on the digestive system. It's causing our, di- our digestive system to, to be become permeable to macromolecules, molecules that should be digested even further that are getting into the bloodstream. And it's a big, it's, it's, it's one of the many factors to why there's so much autoimmune disease on the planet right now. It's a great question, especially when it comes no, to travel. I, I, yeah. I think it, it's uh, very important because um, also uh, it helps with uh, brain fog, 
And I have found that at least if I travel internationally or if I'm 10 hours in a car, my brain fog increases or let's say the aliveness of my brain decreases. Right, right. So, And that's a lot about you talked about the air and the dehydration factors of travel. I mean, when you're in a plane, you dehydrate, you, you get dehydrated very, very quickly. So again, being hydrated several days before you, you're on a plane, but also to drink every hour is is really, really important. And, uh, you know, having green powders, you know, there's things that you can put in, in your water that will help you get the, the nutrition that your brain really is crying out for in, in the healthy fats as well. I, I always travel with with coconut oil. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And uh, my friend uh, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof has some uh, brain octane oil that I love. To, you can put into your tea, you can put it in your coffee, whatever. I'm not a big, big advocate of having lots of these kinds of beverages on the on the plane because they they do dehydrate you further. So, in certain supplements can really help with that brain fog too. You know, I'm a big fan, like I said, of minerals. Um, I love something called Oxalant that you put into your water because you're getting a lot of the, the B vitamins, a lot of the minerals, superoxide, dismutase, um, all these things that really help to keep your body nourished and also, also oxygenated. So when you talk about the eight pathways, mm-hmm. uh, which gives a preview of what that means. Okay. Well, I guess even prior to writing this book, I've been talking about the five pathways to to live healthfully, live to live with vitality in this time of great change. It really is. So when we're talking about the air, food, and water quality changing, you know, has been changed more in the last what twenty five to fifty years than the last ten thousand. This is really true, and that we're surrounded by eighty thousand different toxins pretty much at any given time. I mean, we have to be conscious. We have to be aware that this is the, this is the way in which we're living. So we have to be proactive. So the very first pathway I talk about a lot, even though, you know, 80, 90,000 patients later, I feel like I'm a facilitator in people's wellness and to help them to live more optimally. But to, to each person has to be their own best healthcare advocate. I think I say in the book to be your own CEO. Like yeah. that is like your number one priority almost before your job, before being anything else you do. That is like when you wake up in the morning, I talk about the start program, like how you start your day by saying, wow, I'm in the driver's seat of my life today. I have to make prudent health choices because it's just bar none. People feel better when they eat well. When they eat from Mother Earth, what Mother Earth provides, high voltage foods, um, high voltage um, beverages as well. So that one, I think too many people delegate, they, they delegate their health to their doctors and they don't realize that they obviously are the ones making their decisions. But those choices that you're making 24-7, we don't just wake up with a disease ever. You know, it's the choices that you made for 7 to 10 or 15 years and to help people understand that that is such an honor. It's a birthright. to We get this body for free. You better take care of it and enjoy that process. So that's what I've been doing, you know, for all these years in my practice is helping people take charge of their health. And so that's the first one. That's the first most important pathway. Sorry, but did you say eighty, ninety thousand patients later? No, at least. I probably at least eighty to a hundred thousand patients in my twenty-three year career. Wow. Yes. 
So you know some stuff. And I'm always learning. I mean, I I must spend an additional 10 hours a week learning. I'm still podcast, listening to some podcasts or like I'm still here. I wrote this book on travel and health and I found out about this ear device that has lights in it. And I'm traveling to Europe in two weeks from today. I'm heading to Iceland. This that you, It's like earbuds, like you're listening to music, but it has light in it. So like when I get to Iceland, I will want to put this in my ear because it, you know, it's going through my ear, but it's affecting my brain too. So it's all about light to help my, it's about light, certainly and about hydration to help my body acclimate to my new t- destination, even though I'm what, eight hours, you know, ahead of myself. Yeah. So I'm still learning always every, I'm, 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 I picked the right career because it, I'm never bored for a day. And um, the other thing that's really cool is I've got a great uh, my colleagues and the people I get to hang out with. Even on my I'm turning fifty soon. I'm on my fiftieth birthday. I'm going to be with a hundred amazing movers and shakers in the health and wellness world. Many of who have been my speakers. Um, they're my colleagues. They're my my mentors. You know, we we really are there to support each other to get the news out to to help this country and the world for that matter know you know, what is the best health information to to really thrive in today's world? I mean, my mother never drank water, ever, 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 ever. And I only got the message about water about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would rather, I don't know what, than not drink water. Uh, I... You don't like to drink water? No, I mean, I don't like to drink water, but that's fine. I mean, as you say in your book, uh, I I drink water with gratitude. I understand that water is is essential, That, but as you say in your book, I now drink every sip of water, almost every sip, with gratitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you give us advice about yeah. how to drink water, and... Could you speak yeah. about that? You know, water is so important that I dedicated a whole chapter to it and, and to help people remember the sacredness of water. And that's what I've learned from some of my friends, like from Peru. They have temples for that represent water and the reverence and the, and the, the gratitude for it. So my Western mind, I've learned from my friends from afar. Like I have lo- I lost that connection too for the importance of water early on in life and going to um, some of the sacred places in France and and um, uh, Egypt. But most of the pe- of the indigenous people of the world, they, they, they always they always felt so blessed to, to drink water from from Mother Earth. And it's just really important when we travel now we have to you know water is a Big, like I said, I think it's like an eighty billion. Maybe I'm way off the mark, but it could be a hundred billion dollar industry right now. And it's just so simple. I mean, if we can just go to this water still from the earth that comes from springs, there's springs all over. Unfortunately, they're also um, like Ojo Caliente. We have these great healing waters right nearby, and most countries do. And to to get into those waters and to drink from those waters and to know that our bodies are bioidentical to the earth. So the water from the earth, that's more, I always say structured. I talk about structured water quite a bit. I'm not saying that the company that I work with is the one to go to, but just finding ways to get water into our bodies. And I do also mention, if you don't like to drink water, at least drink or consume a high water content diet. So you want more of a plant-rich diet. 
for sure, because that's a good, another way. Celery is what eighty percent water, and lots of the fruits of the from the earth are mostly water. So, so consume most of those if you don't want to drink it. Oh, I, I, I used to think I had fibromyalgia, right. and then I started drinking two liters of water a day, and I don't have fibromyalgia. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a young old lady, and I don't have pains in my body, and I'm convinced that it's from the water. Yeah. So, and you know that gets back to your electrical body. When you're dehydrated, you're you are not an electrical transmitting body without being properly hydrated. So that's like so essential. And I, I hope I got that point across, especially in chapter one, because it mm-hmm. it was a long chapter. But I think if people that that's revolutionary because it's not what we learn in medical school. Right. We don't realize how key that if we if we get our electric, electrical body in gear, working, highly functioning, everything else fits. It fits into place, and we're not as, as susceptible to dis ease. Well, you look very very vibrant. Ah, thank you. So, yeah. So. Thank you. But I want to talk about what you call earthing. Okay. I really like that. Okay. I mean, just like water is medicine mm-hmm. for a human being, mm-hmm. uh, earthing is medicine. What is earthing? Okay. And this is the second pathway. Like I talk about how important it is to reconnect with the earth's frequency. So I, about eight years ago, I was my, on my own only major personal health challenge challenge was not sleeping but it it fits into this electrified world that we're living in i didn't realize that having a a a clock radio near my head was affecting me like i'm super sensitive person that's what a lot of us healer type people we're super sensitive in our own body so we can really connect with our patients that way um so it was through working with a tesla mat that i that that's really an earthing mat It, it it essentially is using the power of nature to impact yourself. So I often talk about the raisin to grape effect. And I do talk about that in my book. When we have cells are like raisins, we're not getting the electrical charge that we need. We have inflame inflammation in our body. When our cells are like grapes, they they have a healthy charge, a healthy voltage. So they're getting those healthy frequencies too. So earthing is this whole new concept that we need to reconnect to the earth to get our electrical system to work. And I find that the people that spend the most time outdoors are the healthiest by far. They have the best um, in, in terms of moods, better moods. I mean, there's a lot of bad moods going on. I mean, people are in front of computers all day long. I was just interviewed today by somebody who's just like, I'm not being earthed right now because I've got six computers in this room just to interview you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm fri- I feel fried a lot. You know, I think that people do. They don't feel good. So it's about going barefoot as much as possible. It's going to the beach, you know, choosing your travels in a smart way where you need to an antidote to an indoor lifestyle, which most of us are living, and being barefoot like on the beach because you're getting the negative ions from from walking the be- walking on the the sand, but also when you're in the salt water. I mean, it like supercharges your body. I mean, people feel good. Mm. Some people when they surf, that is like you talked. To, you mentioned the word flow, and I'm really into the flow state. In fact, I've, I'm studying the flow and what it means to be in the flow, and that's one of my attractions to travel. Is when I'm off my usual schedule. I mean, being in foreign countries and new places, it's just like it's ecstatic for me. It's like it creates this flow state where I'm like, I'm just. I don't even know about time and place. Really, I'm just in the moment. 
So earthing is a great way to optimize this yourselves. That essentially, that's really what it's doing. It's it's helping to recharge your electrical system. If your batteries are really low and you go on a hike, you take off your shoes and you're in, when you especially when the earth is wet and you get those negative ions that are counteracting all the oxidative stress, the rusting, so to speak, of our bodies that happen on a day to day basis. A part of detox, we're rusting. We're basically rusting as we age, yeah. and also our younger populations too are getting more and more chronic diseases because they're not outdoors enough and they're in these electrified fields they're in wi-fi all the time they're on their gadgets 24 7 and it's really affecting their health it's affecting their blood sugar you've messed with their blood sugar you mess with their health and that's why there's so much what i think mike mark hyman Dr. Hyman calls diabesity. Diabetes. Yes, yes. A good word. And it's really true. And I also mentioned a story when I did a, a, a career day at my kids' school when they were in, in elementary school to see, like, when I look around, and when these kids that were coming into my actual class to learn about Chinese medicine, a third of them ha- showed signs of obesity. So it's, a, it's really happening. This is not just a statistic. It's really happening. Yeah. And you connect... <clears throat> You connect obesity in your book to lack of sleep, and that's very interesting to me because you talk about children with sleep disorders and how they can develop obesity. And so you you have a a good part of your book on children and sleep. Would you comment on that? Sure. Well, a whole section of the book is dedicated to sleep because that's probably one of the most common travel issues if people are not sleeping. They're not sleeping in hotels. They're exhausted by the time that they get there and and that is so important to live with vitality to live to feel good every day you need your seven to eight or nine or plus hours of sleep it's really critical to increase our growth hormones we need that reset button we need to recharge our bodies again that word to recharge ourselves and to keep a healthy voltage and so with with sleep when when you lack sleep i mean mostly um you know the, the brain fog sets in Hormones are like, I talked about cortisol in particular. It stays way too high at night when it should be at its lowest. And cortisol really tricks you. I mean, it it creates extra, um, you you actually gain weight around your belly in many cases. It keeps your blood sugar stays too high. So when cortisol is too high, your blood sugar, it, it affects your blood sugar. So your blood sugar levels are not going down in a healthy way. So that, you know, increases the aging process too. And there are many other hormones as well, but your good motor hormones, like the production of serotonin and dopamine and epinephrine and GABA, when we are sleep deprived, you know, we, we're, we're, we're more reactive. Um, we're not experiencing much joy. I certainly, I lived this life. I know what I was, it was like, I felt crazy when all those years of not sleeping, but it was John Gray. I don't know if I told the story yes, in the book. I did. did. Oh, it was, so he came yeah, he, yeah when he, you, yes, I did. I mentioned that. But anyway, he was the one who introduced me to this technology. So to me, it's been a lifesaver. And now I have these mats on all my my tables. So I'm optimizing the cellular function of my patients even before they get their acupuncture. So there's they're, they're getting much more for their investment in coming here is that they're which mats uh, okay it's a mat it's called um, intelligent magnetic resonance stimulation which there's are six tesla coils tesla is brilliant in fact there's a new film that's coming out by my friend bob Connolly called um the healing fields 
Because Tesla was the one that, you know, this right here, we're in a room. These are Tesla lights. And in my mats, there's six Tesla coils. So you're, we're running motors and cars on Tesla. There's mm -hmm. Tesla cars now. Yes. I mean, he's the one who really came up with the first ozone generator. It was Tesla in the late 1800s. And I'm like, that's so cool because I use ozone in my practice here. I inject it into joints to help to re um connect and to reform healthy tissue, especially ligaments that have been overstretched that are causing arthritic changes. And it's amazing um, what Tesla was brilliant about. And those mats are incredible. So they're earthing mats. Yeah. So what came to me was, do you have, uh, that's not in your book, but do you have any specific recommendation because you're approaching 50 recommendations for women traveling perimenopause or... Yes. Yeah. Pretty much every single pathway will, will help with that. Like if... Um, First of all, like the earthing piece is really important to have healthy, healthy, not just sex hormones, but the serotonin and the good mood hormones, really important. Staying on your diet, if you're, if you're eating GMO foods and, and foods that are just full of chemicals, that wrecks havoc so much with our hormones. Again, we want nature in our bodies. There's nothing that's going to be better than putting healthy foods in your body. So if you, women who have bad foods, I mean, when you go to Europe and you, Europe has some great, I mean, I'm not saying Europe, but I, I know I, I talk about a woman who gained 25 pounds in Italy yeah, you do. and this is very common. People gain five to 10 or 15 pounds. And that's a, that's a stress on your body to gain that much weight. But if you follow these pathways, there's no reason you shouldn't have to gain a pound and you, you want to gain great memories and great just nothing but great experiences and not to gain all this extra weight on your on your on your frame because that's toxicity it's inflammation when you gain weight that fast and even for one week or even a weekend for that matter it's inflammation and a lot of times it's water retention because you've had a very high sodium content diet and i'm all for pleasure and i love trying out any place i travel i love to try new foods that are native to certain areas that's like a, a bliss experience for me so i'm not saying to take those pleasures away but it's usually just too much rice you know too much bread you know things that are not that that too many croissants in France, I mean that kind of thing. That just have a bite. You don't need to have the whole thing, and that's a discipline. But that's part of being conscious. You get to the point where you really listen to your body because we don't. That's part of the lack of awareness of just being very um, uh, consumptive and addictive, and and not really listening to the true rhythms of our body. And that kind of goes into the pathway seven and eight, where you know from meditation to to breath to consciousness, to um, being intentional about your choices. That's honoring your, your body. Awakening to a conversation with our body, which exactly. we probably lost when, uh, right. when we were in school, when right. we first started going to school and listening to all this other abstract information and losing the conversation with our own body. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that might even be an anti-wrinkle solution, listening to your body. It's a great anti-wrinkle solution. Oh, my goodness. I mean, because you, when you listen to your body, you listen to, you, you're making much better choices. Like, I know for a fact that 
when I have dairy. I really just don't feel good. I can do butter anytime, but but dairy, if I have wheat and, and dairy together, I, it just doesn't feel good. And I, I have testing to prove that my body does not like it. Even if I go off it for like months and months, it's just not something that's good. It's in, dairy in general is is pasteurized. Most of what we're eating, it's it's a very hard to digest. It's very salty. It's just sticky. It, it produces phlegm. But what about cheese? Uh, I, I think that we overdo dairy and cheese in this country. And if you can get it raw unpasteurized I mean I then, promise, then then yeah. then then it's a good it's good I'm, I'm totally for it but it's really hard to find it's hard yeah so go to the farmer's market in Santa Fe and you can get some good choices there well it's interesting because this leads straight to what you were saying that you're gonna do next I mean what what to eat where to get it mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we're traveling. I mean, I, I was shocked to read in your book that you said, uh, pack food in your suitcase. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, take less clothes and shoes and all that matter and just bring more food. That's that's a very good point. I do. I mean, it's funny because anyone who's traveled with me and it, they always make, even even when people saw me launching my book, they're like, did you talk about sardines in your, in your book? I mean, things like that. I mean, it takes up a little bit of space and you get a lot of calcium you get your protein source put in a little bit of olive oil and i love the company i talk about vital choice i love their products because i know the 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 people the the men behind it that started this company and they're very conscious and so you know when i went to kenya i swear i took 14 cans of tuna and and uh, sardines and you know what? When you when you're starving, that's when you make bad choices, and also jet lag. You, you, a lot of times, when people just feel so horrible, jet lag, they start putting food in their body, and they're like, they'll take whatever is there, and it just makes you feel much worse, yeah. much worse, and it it makes the, the the jet lag experience much more challenging to get through when when because and that's also how we gain weight. You know, jet lag is difficult, but you can hack it. So read my book and you'll find ways to hack it. And again, I'm still learning about some more ways to, to wait, more ways to do that. So food, let me go a little bit further with that. I mean, when the first 48 hours of travel, I mean, even first 24 hours, you can take frozen beverages, frozen foods even. And I talk about those. I mean, some you reputable companies. Your, in your suitcase? I know it sounds really That's crazy. Sort of but like Sophia Loren and her, her sausage that she got busted for bringing into the United States. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my goodness. I, I've been, it's amazing what I've gotten into other countries. I have to admit they don't, they're not going to worry about canned foods. Typically they, they've never, I've never had a problem with that, but you know what? It's fruits a little bit more difficult. Cause I know like I talk about the numbering, but I want my organic, the nines. I want the labeling. The, the eights and the nines. Yes. Yes. So, and I travel a lot domestically. I'm tra- I'm on a plane like at least two or three times a month. So I've got it all figured out. Even if, if I'm taking, you know, a little, just a little chunk of ice right in a food uh, in a lunch container a small one and i've got some you know three or four ounces of chicken you know so I'm, I'm really again living by design i love my kombuchas i've figured out ways to take those i take two on average in my suitcase and i've never had a bust yet if you can imagine wow i've never had one explode however i was traveling with it i was at a medical conference recently and this friend of mine took two two um of his his kombuchas and they both i don't know if they didn't break but somehow the yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you gotta always tighten those caps but um <laughs> And then there's there's a lot of good package foods like the like kale kale chips you can you can take um, nuts I'm I always take nuts 
um, different types of nuts. And I like to go for raw and more healthier versions of nuts because I think we overeat and they're um, nuts in this country too. I'm trying to think of what's always, always, oh, dark chocolate. I'm a big, I mean, that's what I have for breakfast, 85% dark chocolate. It's pretty much my breakfast because I can have my, I usually am a decaf coffee person, Swiss water processed, and I have my, my chocolate and then I go do my workout. That's enough to at least wake up my brain a little bit. A little bit of sugar is great. We overdo sugar in general. So that's my breakfast of the champions. (laughs) That's how I live my life. Dark chocolate, I know, or smoothies. I'm big on smoothies too. Especially in my Healthy Conscious Toddler's Food Guide, I give people a couple of examples of smoothies. And smoothies are so easy to take. Just put your smoothie into a, a, a container and then add your, you know, just just add water in a, in a smoothie mixture. Add a little bit of extra green powder if you want. And then some people, a lot of my friends, actually, they, they'll take their frozen vegetables in their suitcase and then by the time they get there they might be unfrozen but if you're traveling domestically it's pretty easy ask for refrigerators i showed my friend you know he is unbelievable he is a creep and that guy works out like two hours a day but when i was telling him i was writing a book i mean i captured that picture like two years ago yes yes i mean and i do that before i travel i like to find hotels that will have um, refrigerators because i'd like to immediately get to the hotel um, especially my my you know things that need to be refrigerated, I've got a place to put it right away. Yeah, Robin, you've been uh, working in the field of health uh, for so many years, and uh, which is totally like two DNA strands intertwined with consciousness. So, would you tell us? Could you describe what you found out consciousness is? What am I definition of con- Gosh, you know, I, I can't help but think of my conversations with Dr. Norm Sheely, who says that consciousness, conscientiousness is the only thing to study. That there's nothing more important to research and study other than being conscious. So to me, consciousness is it's it's really being aware being awake in today's life it's being aware that that we have blood flowing through our bodies that our cells need to be alive and well that we are we are living beings we are living breathing beings and it just takes such little consciousness and awareness and wisdom to understand how simple it is to really take care of this incredible body you know so consciousness is is being aware of this big global family that we are and the unity and the diversity that's consciousness to um you know to eat food that's alive that that is creating resonance in our cells and in our organs rather than dissonance that's to me is consciousness drinking water that's healthy that's not full of contaminants is is consciousness and and you know water is alive Water is alive, right? And we just need to, the air that we breathe in is, you know, choosing the healthiest possible air as much as possible. We don't get that with travel. So we have to bring more awareness into that. We don't want to be in a hotel room all day long. So when I, I go to conferences all the time. So during lunch or in the morning, you know, at night, I'm just like, let's get outside. I need to get outside. Yeah. So that's a great question. But you know, somebody, a couple people kind of gave me this advice. Like, people don't care about conscious. Don't don't put that word in your title. A couple people said that to me. And I'm like, that, but that's me. And as you can see, I, 
address my reader as the healthy conscious traveler. By the end of the book, you've been addressed that like several hundred times and it becomes a mindset. And that's a really important piece of traveling. Of course, the, the metaphor for this book is how are you traveling healthy throughout but life? But to realize it takes consciousness, it takes awareness to be healthy in today's world. So I, I had to keep that in the, in the book. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, uh, I had a lot of fun with you today. And um, just want to ask you, maybe think for a moment heart think for a moment and what would you like to say in closing well first of all i i just i think you mentioned that i started this online program called the self-care revolution and i just want to say that it was an honor to have you to be one of our speakers we really appreciated your message and i love the theme of your radio show i think this is really fantastic and a very important part of this consciousness shift that's really important in this world. And I guess my final remarks, um, I would say to everyone who's listening to this conversation is, you know, my blessing and my wish for you is to travel healthy and to, to travel consciously throughout your life and to know that very simple shifts in your choices every day make all the difference. Just like you talked about when you started hydrating, like having fibromyalgia, that's no fun to feeling alive and feeling well in your body. Simple hydration, especially with a mineral piece, is is really critical. Just thinking about what Mother Earth provides. And as I say in my book too, to travel, to just when you shop, just just travel, the shop the perimeters of the store and knowing that that's, those are going to be healthier choices for your body. And to, you know, take a moment, you know, take five, 10 minutes a day to really touch your body, to really connect to the earth, to remember who you are, because too many people were living high stress. I devote a whole chapter to stress and brain health and a, a chapter to highly sensitive people. We are all very sensitive. We're all becoming more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And to just, again, just do these simple things, to follow these simple pathways, to, to live the life that you deserve to live each day and to live with vitality and to live with energy and to live with joy because it is our birthright. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.